Blog Talk Radio. Last week, 
we talked about Women's History Month, but in that there was some breaking news about some missing black girls. There was a breaking news about a black woman who was uh, recorded escaping out of her own trunk after being kidnapped. There was also the report of a young black woman, possibly a teenager, who was abducted, held, and gang raped on Facebook Live as it was happening with 40 people watching and not one of them called the police. And I said that I would talk about that this week, even though Women's History Month ended at midnight. I guess it could be a continuation because women are with us 24-7, not just in one month. But I did promise I would talk about that. So the title of our show today on Our Own Voices Live is Our Missing Girl and the American Libation Ceremony for Lynching Black Women. The So it's Our Missing Girls and the Annual Libation Ceremony for Lynching of Black Women. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, surrounding it, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the culture and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. Some of the ways we do that is with shows like Our Own Voices Live, which actually came from Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine right here in Las Vegas, 10,000 copies, uh, monthly uh, publishing. And we do other things. We have our Friday weekly gathering, normally at the Westside Bistro, located at 710 Westlake Mead Boulevard. But on the fifth Friday, as yesterday was the fifth Friday, we support black business and we do it TC's Rib Crib, located, I believe it's 3655 South Durango Avenue. Big shout out to Sharon and Urban for always taking care of us. Well, Today is, some people would say it's just another day, but is it just another day to the people who are missing, to the families of those who are missing? Is it just another day? How do we in America say it's just another day knowing that a number of our children a number of our women, and for the African-American community, a number of our black women will be abducted. Now, before we go too far, I talked to my good friend Lisa Smith-Mosley about this last week. And she says, Rodney, we need more information. So I, I went and I tried to see what I could pull up. Because the way they made it seem was as if this was like an epidemic. Now, maybe it is, but is it something new and is it out of the ordinary? Just think of me saying 
is it out of the ordinary when it comes to kidnapping and the abduction of anyone? But in America, believe it or not, and in Washington, D.C., where a large number of these kidnappings, these girls gone missing, it was not exceptional. Maybe it was exceptional of so many being reported missing in one 24-hour period. But the police say that 2,242 children were reported missing last year, which is down from 2,433 in 2015. So there was 2,200 last year, but the year uh, in in 2016, but in 2015, there was 2,400. So actually, the number of our children has gone down. And here's another interesting statistic to go along with that. 99% of children who go missing are found. 99%. Now, that number is still 1%. And for those Bible readers out there, it says you'll leave the 99 for the 1. But the reality of it is the numbers of children who go missing is declining. It's still too high. But the way it was covered, you would think that this was something new. It's not something new. And here's another statistic. I just want to throw this out here. There's 18 cases of missing people, missing children. 18. And those are missing minorities. And of that, Half were girls, so about nine. 35% of missing children in the country, 35% of missing children in the country are black, with 20% being Latino. Now, 35% is a high number percentage-wise, considering that we're only about 13% of this country. So over about two and a third percentage, we're overrepresented in the number that are missing. So there is an issue with black children missing, comparatively speaking, to other groups. And any child missing, we should be alarmed about it. Why are they missing? What is going on in our country? Now, some people tell me, that nothing new, it's just that it's new for us to learn about. I don't know if that's the case. We know that there was 2,400 missing in 2015, 2,200 missing in 2016. We know that. That is a large number no matter how you you slice it. If you look at the overall percentage of our country with 300 and roughly 50 million, 
Yeah, some people might say it's a small percentage, but to the families, it's not a small percentage. To the victims, it's not a small percentage. Now, it is true, statistically, that a large number of our girls, and of our children in general, but we're talking about girls today, that go missing, a good percentage of them are runaways. But you have to look even behind those numbers as to why are they running away. Are they running away just because they like running away? Are they running away because of something that's going on in the home? Are they running away because they're mentally ill? Are they running away to someone, possibly adult, that they've met online or through other means of communication? We know statistically that a number of our children meet people online, Craigslist, Facebook, other mediums, Tinder, even though there's supposed to be age restrictions, dating sites, and they are why they leave. But because they're children, and oftentimes the people that they leave to be with are adults, technically, those children do not have control over themselves. But this is happening. Whether it is more or not, not for me to say, because I actually don't know. I know what the statistics say, but I don't know what the reality is. We still have a large number of our children that are going missing. What are we doing about it? Not just what is the police doing about it, what is the FBI doing about it, but what are we doing about it in our communities? Now, my good friend, Facebook friend anyway, Marie will say, well, Rodney, you're turning the blame back on the black community. Well, we know that people do harm to those people who are closest to them. And I'm saying, no, that may not be out of the norm from what other people do, but should be still accepted because those families who have those children missing, abducted, raped, they don't accept it. So we shouldn't accept it. And we should look to see how we can curb this. Think about the woman who was kidnapped, put in the trunk of her own car, and was lucky, blessed enough to be able to use the emergency release mechanism that's usually by the lock. So for those of you who don't know where it is, find out where it is. Go look in your trunk. Oftentimes it's inside the trunk on the lid by the by the lock and it's it glows most of the time or it has a fluorescence about it look for it find it note that it's there in case you ever need to escape and i hope that doesn't happen but better to be safe than sorry and after this happened at the gathering not yesterday but last friday some of the ladies present wanted to know where was that and rightfully so and, and I showed it to him. This is something that we have to teach our children today, something we have to teach ourselves and our friends. And I know there will be some that say, well, it will never happen to me, and maybe not. But you know those who were kidnapped, those who were abducted, they probably thought the same thing or just never thought about it. But we need to think about it today, and we need to teach our children. And I pass it on to all those that we know. She was kidnapped. Now, we think it was from an ex-boyfriend. I haven't followed up on the story since then. But she was abducted. 
and who knows what would have happened to her had she not escaped using the emergency release mechanism in her trunk. And then we had the young woman, I believe she was a teenager still, who was abducted, kidnapped, and the people who abducted her and kidnapped her gang raped her. Abducted and kidnapping is bad enough. Raping is horrible enough. Gang raping, more horrible, still horrible. I've had the nerve to broadcast it on Facebook Live as it was happening. If it would have been one person, maybe you could have said there's a mental problem. But it was multiple males raping this teen, this young woman, after abducting her off the street, and they broadcast it on Facebook Live. What was going on in their mind? Not only did they do this crime, actually the number of crimes, but they were brazen enough to put it on Facebook Live. Facebook took it down once they were called. But think about it. Somebody, somebody kidnapped a woman, a female, black female. raped her, gang raped her, terrorized her, and did it all while being broadcast live. You would think it was some type of snuff film from the 70s and 80s. But this is what happened. This is real time. You, And then to compound this, they know that there was 40 people who were watching it as it was happening on Facebook. Now, you also have to ask yourself, what was going on in the minds of those 40 people? The mother of the child found out about it by seeing it on Facebook Live. I cannot imagine the horror. Took it to the police. They tracked it down. Tracked them down. They got the girl. I don't know if they've ever captured those people who did this. I hope they have, and if they haven't, I hope that they will soon. And they hopefully will get the justice that they deserve. Now, in the black community, we are going to have to look at ourselves hard. And one of the reasons why I say this is because there's a movement that goes around that says freedom all. That all, that it sort of leads you to believe that all black people are political prisoners and need to be free. Now, maybe it depends on how you look at it. Because there are mitigating factors that lead people to what they become. But usually it doesn't 
inoculate the person from what they've done. So when, when we say free them all, should the men who raped this black woman once they're caught and if they're convicted, now it's on video, it's, it was live, once they are caught and if they are convicted, when we say, I'm just using the collective we. When we say freedom all, should they be free too? What type of mixed messages and signals are we sending to our elected officials, our law enforcement, and for that matter, our own communities when we say things like that? I think we have to be cognizant of what we say. Because in my mind, I wouldn't want them free. I would want them in jail. Now, we don't know how it will traumatize this young woman, this teenager. I did not see the video, thankfully. But from the description of it, she was terrorized. But there was nothing she could do. And forever, regardless that Facebook took it down, somebody had a copy of that video. This young woman forever will have those images of herself out there. All too often I hear people say to each his own, who am I to judge? Whose standard is it? Well, we're going to have to come up with a standard. We're going to have to set the standard. If we don't know what it is, we need to find out what it is. Kidnapping, rape, gang rape, tormenting. Can we we judge that? A good buddy of mine had court duty. It's a black man. And he talked about, because of the, the nature of the case, they had over 100, I believe, and 50 people that are not going to be in panel, but they're on standby, which is, which is a little excessive, a little larger than normal. But this case, right? But what he told me was how few African Americans were present. And the case is dealing with African Americans. But he says as far as the jury pool was concerned, there were very few African Americans, which means that However, this case is decided, potentially it will be decided by people who don't look like you or me. This is another situation where we have to be involved. We just cannot say, I'm not going to participate because I don't believe in it. Because how do you change it if you don't participate? How can we ever get justice from others if we're not able to get justice from ourselves. Not only are a large number of people being kidnapped and abducted, but we've known for years that black people are kidnapped and abducted. There was a case, I don't remember the young man's name anymore because there's just so many cases, 
but he was found missing and dead, rolled up in a gym mat at his high school with his organs missing, and it was declared suicide. Suicide. Organs were missing. Just wasn't that he was cut, right? Because you could, you know, maybe a person could cut themselves up. But his organs were missing. And I'm thinking he didn't cut his own organs out. Not only didn't he cut his own organs out, but his organs were missing. They were not there with the body. So unless the organs moved themselves, and then how do you justify him being rolled up in a gym mat after killing himself? How did he kill himself? being rolled up in the gym mat. How did he roll himself up in the gym mat after killing himself? How did the organs get missing? There has been reports for years who being offered trips to America from third world nations, the continent of Africa, Haiti. And once they get here, They are accosted, and when they wake up, if they're fortunate, they're stitched up with ice on them and bandaged. All of them have not been that fortunate. A kidney is gone, liver, illegal organ harvesting. It is a reality. Now, how much, I don't know because I don't have the numbers for that. But it is a reality. And it just takes me back, the name almost came to me, about the young man who supposedly committed suicide, rolled up in a gym mat with his organs missing. I don't think that case, well, it's been solved because they said it was suicide. But does anybody in their right mind believe that it was suicide? I just, it's unfathomable to me. We don't know whether these people who are kidnapped are being human trafficked. Another name, as far as I'm concerned, it's another name for slavery. And it's on the ride. I live in Las Vegas. It is leading in human trafficking. As a matter of fact, the one black county commissioner that we have, his district is the number one district in sex trafficking, which means that there's a large number of African-American girls that are trafficked right here in Las Vegas. There's something wrong with society for this to be a norm. There's something wrong with society for the number of kidnappings and abductions, period. There is something wrong in society when not only are kidnapping and abductions performed, but then they're broadcast on Facebook Live while they're gang raping someone. But then it goes to another level when 40 individuals are watching it and none of them call law enforcement. The horror of a mother seeing her abducted daughter 
gang rape live on the internet. We need we have to look at ourselves. We have to examine ourselves. Yes, we do need standards, and I'm going to say that on the radio. We need standards. No, it is not to each his own, because to that person, what he or she is doing might impact me. It is not to each his own to take someone against their will. It is not to each his own to rape another individual. That's not, we cannot have a society that says they cannot judge another and that it's to each his own what they do. It is not politically correct to say that, especially in liberal settings. But I'm saying it today. It is not to each his own. And yes, it is for us to have standards so that we can judge accordingly. I hope and pray that those young black girls, those teens, those black women, and all the ones who don't make the news are successfully returned to their families, their loved ones. And those that perpetrated those acts against them get justice. And that we, as African Americans and black people, participate in the system. We need more black lawyers. We need more black public defenders. We need more black legal professionals to participate in pro bono work and nonprofit organizations that provide pro bono work. We need more black lawyers and lawyers in general working for civil rights groups and human rights groups, NAACP to name one. We need that so that when people perpetrate acts against us because kidnappings, abductions, rape, these things, it's against us as humans, as society. And society needs to make a stand. But we as black people need to participate in the system. Yes, we need to be police officers. We need to be district attorneys. We need to be judges. We need to do that. Until the system changes, this is what we have. And I know people say, well, it's never designed for us. I do not deny that. But what I will say is this. It is what, what, we, what covers us now. And we need to do whatever we can to change it from within as we're working to change it from without. So you're listening to Our Own Voices Live. I'm Rodney Smith in the air chair. And last week I said I wanted to address the situation of the missing girls, the woman who was kidnapped and escaped out of the trunk of her car, and the teenager who was gang raped while it was being broadcast on Facebook Live after being abducted. We talked about that. The title of our show was called Our Missing Girls and the Annual Libation Ceremony for Lynch Black Women. I don't know if you all know that the last Sunday in March is an annual recognition of black women who were lynched. You know, we often talk about black men, as a matter of fact, there is a song that many of you know. Uh, Nina Simone has sung it. Uh, Lady Day sung it. And it was called Strange Fruit. 
I believe Lady Day sang it. I think she was the originator of it. But it was called Strange Fruit. And for years, I didn't actually know what it meant until I found out that the fruit was black men hanging from a tree, black people hanging from a tree. But we often think of black men, but it wasn't just black men. It was black women. Now, there wasn't a lot of pictures taken to record black women being lynched, but we do have documentation, their stories, firsthand accounts that black women were lynched. We know this. And in 2014, the first annual sacred libation ceremony to honor the women was it was conducted. Ia Maryland and Kai Jewett, I hope I'm pronouncing names correctly, and a group of priests from Philadelphia's African-American Yoruba and Orisha communities. It was a rainy day. They only had about 30 people to come out, but they still came out. And they recognized these women who had been hung, lynched, and they talked about it, and they had libation for it. Now, I don't know if that ceremony still goes on, but I did want to make sure that you knew that there was such a ceremony in recognition of black women who were lynched. Now, many of you may have heard of some of them, and then maybe not. But I I thought it was important that we talk a little bit about this, because when black people were lynched, oftentimes it it, it, it was a celebration. They were, they brought their children to watch. There's pictures of children around people who are lynched, black men most of the time. But black women were lynched also. And there was some pretty horrendous things that happened with black women who were lynched. We know that Ida B. Wells lectured about lynchings of black people and black women. But do you you know some of the stories of some of these black women who were lynched? Do you know the story of, I believe it was, I believe her name was Mary Turner. I wanted to the horrors that went on and the mindset of people who did it. I'm a believer that if you don't know it, you don't pass it on, that it will uh, reoccur. At least this gives us an opportunity to be on guard for it. Mary Turner, a black woman, 
she died, she was murdered. May 19th, 1918. She was married. And she had two children. She was lynched by a white mob in Lones, Lones County, L-O-W-N-D-E-S, Lones County, Georgia. And the reason why she was lynched was because she spoke out in protest at the lynching death of her husband. We don't even know if the husband was legally lynched. But we know that Mary Turner, she hadn't done anything. Now, we don't know if her husband did anything either. But she was lynched because she spoke out against her husband being lynched. Murdered. Let me use another word that's more germane to the time that we live in today. Terrorized. This is no different than beheading of Americans by ISIS, except it was the lynching, the hanging, the murder, the terrorizing in America and African Americans by white people in America. It was a terrorist act. Oftentimes, the KKK, but it could have just been a mob of people. Now, it wasn't just that Mary Turner's husband was murdered through lynching. Mary Turner was married, murdered through lynching. There was multiple lynchings during that time. What makes Mary Turner's a little different is that it's documented. And there's a picture. And case, Mary Turner, who spoke out against the lynching of her husband because she said her husband hadn't been involved. In other words, you lynched the wrong guy. The mob, because back then they wanted to teach black people lessons, and they were going to teach her a lesson. She ran. But she was captured, estimated it was 700. That took her to the banks, to the bank in Brooks County near Folsom Bridge. And, they, you know, they investigated, the NAAP sent people down to investigate. They say that she was tied and hung upside down by her ankles. Her clothes were soaked with gasoline. And then they burned it from a body. Now, Mary Turner was pregnant. Her belly was split open with a knife like those in splitting hogs. And I'm from the farm. I know vividly what that is. Her unborn baby, after they cut her stomach open, she was pregnant, fell to the ground. It said that the baby let out two feeble cries. And then, think about the mindset of these people now. 
they hung a woman, not not just a person, not just a black man. They hung a woman, and women were supposed to be precious, right? They hung the woman. They hung her upside down. They split her stomach open like they were gutting a hog. She was pregnant. The unborn baby, well, fell out. And then the members of the mob, using the heels of their shoes, crushed the baby's head. At least one member. And then after after burning her, after hanging her, burning her, cutting her stomach open. Now, we don't even know if she was dead when they cut her stomach open. They shot the body hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Then they finally cut the body down. And she was buried near the tree in which she was hung with a whiskey bottle marking the grave. And there were others that were hung. About 500 other residents wound up fleeing the area because this mob was insatiable. Because remember, it wasn't the only people. But I want to talk about Mary Turner because of the brutality of it and why there is this recognition of women who were lynched. Men don't get pregnant. That's what they did to Mary Turner. She was pregnant. See, people say, Rodney, why do you keep bringing up the past? The past will be present if we forget the past. So I wanted to tell you the story of Mary Turner, who died as so many women have suffered due to protesting what's happened to their men in slavery times and outside of slavery. But Mary Turner wasn't the only one. She just happened to be one of the ones that we know about, that there's pictures that was publicized. But there were others, and they suffered the same fate. We as an American society, we cannot, we cannot just pretend that these things never happened. Because that's what people say. Why do you keep bringing up these horrible things? If we do not, and we do believe that if you ignore the past, you will repeat it, then you know that's why I do it. I want people to know. I don't want them ever to forget what happened to our women. The people in general, but we're talking about women today. And we shouldn't. Did you know about that? 
Did you know about Mary Turner? Well, how about, do you know of any others who have been subjected to this? I don't want to dwell in the past, but I do want to look back at the past so that we can understand how we got to where we are today to help steer us to where we need to be tomorrow. The title of our show today was Our Missing Girls and the Annual Libation Ceremony for Lynch and Black Women. I talked about the reported abductions, missing girls, I believe it was 14 of them. Some people said it was high as 22 that became missing in a 24-hour period in Washington, D.C. But we actually found out that the number of abductions has gone down, overrepresented in when it comes to the percentage of people who are missing. We know that the majority of people who are missing, 99% of them are found. Now, that doesn't mean that they're found alive. That just means they're found. But 99% of them are found. But black people represent about 35% of missing people, and we're about 12 to 13% of the American population. So about two and a third times of overrepresentation. Yes, that needs to be addressed. Why is that? What can be done? What can we do? And I say, what can we do? Because oftentimes, until we can get others to do for us, it's what can we do for us to improve our situation? That should always be our thought. What can we do to make things better? And we, we discussed those numbers. We discussed the girls. We, we found out in the research that it's not abnormal to have large numbers of black people missing, to have large numbers of Americans missing. People ask the question, is illegal international, is there an illegal and international organ harvesting ring and that are black people being specifically targeted? I don't know the answer to if black people are being specifically targeted. I have to do more research. I, I, it does keep making me think of the movie Get Out. Now, we can change that from the body to organ. It reminds me of the young man, not even a man, a teenager, who was found dead, but it was diagnosed as suicide, even though he was rolled up in a gym mat and his organs were missing. What happened to him and what happened to so many others? We need to look at these things. His name was Kendrick Johnson. Kendrick Johnson. And this happened back in 2013. He was discovered inside a rolled-up wrestling mat. Head first. 
and it was in his high school gym. No charges that I can tell have been brought. No charges were filed. All too often, that's the case. But it was deemed a suicide, but his organs were missing. Where did those organs go? We need to look at this, and we need to take it serious. And I also suggested that we get involved with the judicial system from being police officers to being judges to going when we're called to be jurists so that there truly can be judgment by our peers. And I talked about why it is important to judge. Judge means to discern. Why it is important to have standards, because without standards, is that why so many people, 40, can watch a teen be gang raped on Facebook Live? Not just the fact that they watched it, but none of them called the police. It's almost like when people watch black people getting lynched, black women being lynched like Mary Turner. See, when we don't deal with these things, they just keep happening. We have to deal with it. And maybe the first people that we should deal with are, is ourselves and our community. Folks, things that happen to. But I didn't want us to miss out that the last Sunday of every month is the annual libation ceremony in recognition of black women who were lynched. So the last Sunday in March in, black History, in Women's History Month, Mark your calendars for next year And let us do our part In serving in Government on Juries And being Good citizens You've been Listening to Our Own Voices Live Our Own Voices Live comes to you Every Saturday we try to get it on Around 1230 and we're getting closer And the topic of our show today Was our missing girls and the Annual libation ceremony Lynched black women Next week we're going to try To talk about the stadium For the Oakland Raiders Coming to Las Vegas It was a hot topic on my Facebook page So you can go to Rodney Smith on Facebook You go to Our Own Voices Live And Our Own Voices on Facebook To see uh, some of these things That we talk about Our Own Voices Live is the name of our show And we have a Facebook page for Our Own Voices Live I'd love to get your comments on the show The Missing people's circumstance, and of all of those things, I mean, they're all terrible, but the gang rape of the woman on Facebook Live just took it up a level. And if we're not outraged by that, has it become a normalized occurrence in our psyche? That's not good either. I'll see you back here next Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Be safe. Find someone to hug and to love on between now and then because you may not have them afterwards. Let's look at how we can get along, how we can love one another. This is Rodney Smith. Everybody take care. Bye-bye.